What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another edition of Sophisticated Ignorance. I am your host, the voice of Washington. This is my city. Since no one else has claimed it, the city I love, the city I, that raised me, that drives me crazy. But um, this is, you know, another episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I'm your host, Diaz York. Uh, Slim, the king of Washington, the, st- uh, the voice of Washington, the voice of the people. I am for the people. Brought to you by by the people. You know what I'm saying? Brought to you by the people. And without further ado, if you've been listening for the last few episodes, you already know what I like to do. I like to get myself... And just everybody listening to this, a round of applause. But enough of all that, you know, let's get right into it. So I was, um, I was doing my skincare routine and, um, it's very important to do a skincare routine, fellas. Don't let nobody tell you different, um, it's very important. Very, very, very important. Don't let nobody tell you different. I'm going to say it one more time. It's very, very important. Don't let nobody tell you different. You know why? Because um, it's not cool. Really. It's not cool to not take care of your skin. Your skin, if you didn't know, is the biggest organ in your on in your body. In your body. On you, your your, your biggest organ, let's rephrase that, your biggest organ is your skin, and take care of your skin. Now, I might sound a little hypocritical because I want to have multiple sleeves, but that don't mean I don't take care of my skin. Also, take care of your nails, clean your nails, you know what I'm saying? If you got dirty nails, man, just wash your hands a little more thoroughly, you know what I'm saying? Um, So, you know what I'm saying? Recently, I just got my cuticles uh, pushed, shout out to... You know who, you know, I ain't gonna name drop or nothing, you know what I'm saying? I ain't gonna name drop or nothing, but I got my cuticles pushed back and I really do like them, you know? So shout out to you, you know who you are. You know, I wouldn't, you know, but, um, she know who she is, but, um, anyways, uh, um, how you guys been, man? You know, how you guys been? I know you guys can't talk to me, but... Still, nonetheless, man. How you guys? I hope y'all been well. Um, the rain's been picking back up, which I thoroughly enjoy, man. I love the rain. Uh, I like the way it sounds. It's still, it's, it's. The problem I have with the rain is it's really like, um, it's like, it's really humid outside. And it makes it's kind of frustrating for me because I want it to be kind of like a little more cooler than just um, I want it to be a little more cooler than just sixty four degrees, fifty seven degrees. So it's a little more, it's a little muggy for me. Still, you know, when you go outside, you see people, you still, still, you still see people wearing shorts, and we're past that. It's fall time. I don't know when fall came around because I don't pay attention to the calendar because I am not a dork, and I don't care about when fall started really but let me just see i think it started last friday maybe this friday i don't i don't know they don't really have that on the on the, on the apple cal- calendar even like today did fall start today i don't know or is it every sunday does fall start on sunday <laughs> bro what i can't find it i don't care anyways 
enough of all that. Enough of the chit chat. I, I gotta I gotta break it. I gotta break it to my um to my fellow athletes out there. Um before I say what I'm about to say, first of all, I feel bad because majority of you guys are not gonna have a season. That's just what the bottom line is. If you've seen how our governor handled the whole situation within the state and about this whole COVID stuff, you were not gonna have a season. So he didn't want to open it back up to phase he didn't want to open it to phase one. So not gonna probably not gonna have a season. You can sign as many petitions on change.org and the whole nine, but we ain't gonna have no season. Um that's what sucks. But um life goes on. But anyway, uh I'm not playing sports, so I really don't care. But um but it was it's cool watching high school sports, you know what I'm saying? Because these are my peers, you guys are my peers, and I'm still, you know, watching you guys and I should say I don't care, but it doesn't affect me, I should say that. So it's not on my list of priorities to care about. That's what I mean by that. So when I say I don't care, it's just not on my list of priorities I need to take care of and care about. But I still care. I care about everybody's well-being. And if that makes you happy, hey, if you like it, I love it. I, I want you to be happy and succeed. But um, not going to have a season. And also, you know what? I was uh, thinking about this when I was doing my skincare routine. To, uh, we got off on a little tangent. But this still ties into sports. But anyway, I um, I was really thinking to myself. I'm like, where do all the, like, the talent... Where does the talent come from? You know, every every city has like a a cesspool of talent. And when I mean by cesspool, I don't mean that like in a negative way, obviously. I mean that in a way of like, there's a person or a program that has, that produces the talent. That's a feeder program for the D1 schools and for the NBA. And I'm trying to figure out, and I was just thinking, I'm like, it, it's Rotary. It's Seattle Rotary. Now, for those, it's that, and Daryl Hennings, shout out to my man Daryl Hennings. He is a staple within the basketball community, within the community, period, but particularly, uh, specifically in the basketball community. And you'll see why I'm going to say, and you'll see why. Um, he's produced a lot of NBA talent, a lot of local talent, period, but a lot of NBA talent. A lot of guys that have gone to D1 schools, um, I can't name them all. I can't name all the guys, but for example, um, Paula Banchero going to Duke, one of the top schools in the country, top five player in the country uh, as we speak right now. Um, Noah Nolan Hickman. Um, Nolan, oh, I forgot about his brother. Uh, not his brother, not Nolan's brother, but I name the next person I'm about to say. Uh, Nolan Hickman is going to Kentucky, top ten, uh, top ten point guard in his class this year. Top 10 point guard in the country, I should say. Um, who else? 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 Uh, Shane Noel. Um, really talented shooting guard. Probably he's a top top 100 player in the country. His brother, Jalen Noel, played for the Minnesota Timberwolves, played for Rotary. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. So, KP, Kevin Porter Jr., played for Rotary. Uh, PJ Fuller. Play for Rotary. CJ Ellaby play for Rotary. KP's obviously in the NBA. C, uh, PJ's in at TCU. For those who don't know, TCU is Texas Christian University. Uh, CJ is at, uh, is in Pullman at Wazoo getting busy. I don't know if they're gonna have a season or not. They probably will have a season. 
But I don't know. The Pac-12 is uh, whatever. But anyway, um, could have went, went pro last year, CJ, but they probably told him to stay. He was a late second rounder, but still serviceable. He was like 15-7. It's pretty serviceable, you know what I'm saying? Um, and Noah Williams, another another, uh, another EYBL guy that Daryl coached. He's going. He's he's at Wazoo right now. Probably will play professional ball somewhere down the line. And not only that, it's just I'm not sure if he's coached Jamal, Nate, and B. Roy, and Spencer Hawes. I know he's coached Marvin Williams. Marvin Williams just retired. I don't know if he coached Martell either. But anyway, um, Martell Webster. For those who don't know. But all those guys know him, you know what I'm saying? And that's the talent that that comes from. You know, you you if you want to play professional ball, you go to him. And I and I and it, and it sucks because it's really political. It's all politics. It's really all politics. It's like it's hard to be successful because not everybody gets a fair opportunity. But as the saying goes, everyone's either treated fairly and not equally, or everybody's treated equally and not fairly. So you got to really pick your poison with that one. And for a lot of people that don't know that, and if you want to play football at a high level, you've probably played for the Ravens. Majority of those guys I just named played for the Ravens. They have another player named, they have another cat named JT. No, JT. His primary sport isn't football. He's a big dude. He's a big brother. Understand that. When I say that, he's a big brother. He about 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, probably about like two, 240 maybe, 250. He's a man-child. Cool cat, though. Met him before. Um, he He's probably going to go to one of the top schools in the country for football. He's a top, top five player in his class, top five player in the country. Um, I cannot pronounce his last name. I'm not even going to try to pronounce his last name. He is of um, he is Samoan or he is Pacific Islander, I should say. So I'm not gonna you know I'm not even gonna try to pronounce her last name. Uh his last name. But anyways, but that's besides the point. But so like, but I'm pretty sure he played for the Ravens or he played for one of the top top football programs by um pop Warner programs in this state, and it. Proves to back to my point, like if you don't come from playing from the for the Ravens and from for, for Pop Warner, and if you don't come from playing, um, from playing Rotary when you were Little League, you know what I'm saying, or Rainer Vista or whatever, have fun. Like it's really hard. Even the people from the Gauntlets. I'm pretty sure they get played, but even from the gauntlets in the Under Armour circuit and the gauntlets Adidas, even those guys, they don't rule supreme over uh, Seattle Rotary because they don't have the type of personnel. They don't have Daryl. If Daryl went to under the Washington Supreme, which is Under Armour, easily would have been the, the talk of town. If he, Same with Team Levine. E- easily. And Team Levine, and Zach's more famous than Daryl, country-wise, household name. But in this city, when it comes to basketball, and you want to talk about putting your kid in the best position to succeed um, in basketball, you go to Daryl. Yeah, but he has to pick you. And that's another thing I got to say. If you don't get picked up, it's really hard to... It's hard. I'm just going to say that. It's really, really hard. Because 
you have to be picked. These aren't just, you just try for, no, because they got guys already in the system. They got guys that are already groomed. You know, you could be raw, but he's been here longer, so we're going to give him an opportunity. Now, that doesn't mean you won't get yours, but he's been here. He knows the system. He knows the ins and outs. He knows how we like to do things. And I trained him. So you're just some random face. That's how you, that's how it always is. Unless you're going to be the, the super, super dope. But Powell's probably going to win, if they have a season, Gatorade Player of the Year for Washington. That's real. You know what I'm saying? And the only player that hasn't, that I that I know of, that hasn't been, probably there's probably been um, hundreds of, th- hundreds of, I'm not going to say thousands, but hundreds of players that have not been under Daryl and been successful. But, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if they've been successful as Zach. Uh, Zach Levine's the only one that hasn't been under Daryl because he played for FOH. He played for uh, Friends of Hoop, and now it's Team Levine. And Tim Levine plays on the Adidas company because obviously Zach Levine signed with Adidas and yada, yada, yada. You know the story. But I was just thinking about that, and it sucks because a lot of dope local talent that can hoop. I don't know if you don't go to beat. It's, it's really from, but it's also the same. It's the same with high school. It's always been like that, but it's always but it's politics. And I feel like a lot of people don't understand it. They're like, why don't I get an opportunity? It's well because you don't go to Rainier Beach. You don't you don't play for Rainier Beach, you don't play for Garfield, you don't play for All Day, you don't play for Eastside Catholic. You gotta play for those four schools. And if not, then you don't get any play. It's it's a it's a it's a tough business. It's really at the end of the day, it's really a business. Money can I don't know if money is an issue or anything like that, but it's really a business because until he passes away or until he, he retires, I'm gonna flip that. Until he retires. Or if he, you know, passes away prematurely, God willing, he does not. He's gonna get a statue. <laughs> they're gonna name Seattle Rotary after Daryl. Like they're going to. Like it's it, the, He's a pillar in the community. He's a staple for the game of basketball. And I've never seen this man. I've seen a lot of coaches get respect. Coach, um, you know, I've seen a lot of coaches get a lot of respect, and it's taken them a long time to probably to get in the Washington Hall of Fame. For basketball, Daryl's already there. I guarantee it. Now, I probably didn't let him in because he ain't retired or whatever the case may be. But he's already in for just the talent, the sheer talent that he's put out of his program alone. And that's what that's that's what I mean. That's the that's the talent pool. And if you've played and if you've played, you play football. You've probably played for the Ravens, top one of the top teams. You know, Pop Warner teams. I don't pay attention to Pop Warner no more because I'm a grown a man and I don't really care about what little kids are doing you know what i'm saying but what middle schoolers and stuff are doing but if you want to be a top player you play for them and obviously they have seven on seven teams and stuff like that and elite teams and but as far as getting your name out there and getting to talk of town being in the paper yeah yeah you know what i'm saying yeah you 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 play for rotary or you play for the ravens and they're both in Seattle. So I think they combined the Eagles and the Ravens, which is because the Eagles were pretty good. The Rainer Eagles, it was the Rainer Eagles and the Rainer Ravens. I'm, but I, I never understood why would you just split the two up? Just put the two together. Just just put the two together. Who cares? You know what I'm saying? Like, 
they were because they were together at one point in time, and they separated and then back together because obviously the talent. There was both talent on both sides, but put them together. Um, but that's the cesspool. That's what I mean by cesspool. Like the collection of talent that comes through from Rotary and from will get him in the Hall of Fame alone. And I and I have never and I've and I and my Daryl was a close family friend, so. To my to my father, obviously, but I my mom knew who he was as well. I never heard of him coaching like on a team, like a, a high school team. Like he probably has, and he's probably been offered college jobs. Realistically, as far as a recruiter, because he get like I said, it's not like the best players go play for him. Like it's not like they go they go play for him because KP and CJ and PJ and. At one point in time, all those guys, Kenny, at one point in time, all those guys played for A+. But when A+, did, because I, I played for A+, so I see those guys on a daily. And once A+, disbanded, they went to Rotary. But they were brought up through Rotary. That's what I'm saying. And I got recruited to A+, because I played for the Vista. So, you know, good guys, you know, good group of guys right there. But anyway, um... So that's how I know. I, I, it's really politics. And, you know, like I said, I, I wasn't, I'm not going to sit up here and say I was like one of the best players in the state. I didn't care about that. My my attitude and and things about basketball shifted when I got hurt from playing basketball. And when I realized that I kind of didn't have a future in this anymore, I kind of did what I wanted to do at the highest level that I wanted to play at. So I just said I bowed out and I said whatever I I want to do this at the I want to make money at the highest level. This is and I want to do something I love at the highest level. I didn't love basketball no more. I like it. I still I still like it. Like, I like watching the game and I'm still passionate about the game, but I'm not as passionate about playing it. And plus, like I'm I'm tired all the time. I work, you know. So I don't I do I pod. You know I don't really have time for putting my body through rigorous training just to take to. to not only what people don't understand is the top 2% of the top 2% go play professional ball. Top 2% go play college ball, but the top 2% of that top 2% go play professional ball. Not just overseas and stuff like that, but nobody wants, nobody, not everybody, no one gets overseas channels unless you're overseas. You want to play where your moms can see them on ESPN, on a Disney-owned network, or, or, or a Turner-owned network. You understand what I'm saying? You want to see... You want to, they want to see you on TNT or ESPN or ABC. They don't want to see you on some Chinese network, which is nothing's wrong with that. Don't get me wrong. They, if they, if they, if you playing, they paying somewhere. Understand that. But the end game is get to the NBA, and I think everybody wants to get to the NBA. But understand that the top two percent of the top two percent in Division One sports go to the NBA. Not everybody can make it. And this is what I'm about to say. And this is this is what I wanted to say. I don't want to be a Debbie Dunner, but I wanted to explain the politics behind everything. I don't really explain the politics, but the politics in a nutshell, I kind of did, but I just told you how they pick people and stuff like that. It's all favoritism and politics at the end of the day, even with the college coaches and recruits. Whatever they like, whatever whoever catches their eyes, who they're going to talk to, period. And if you don't play for the correct team, you don't have the right jersey on, they're not going to talk to you. That's just what it is. Not everybody could play for Rotary because Rotary already has a list of people who you want to pick for the next 5, 10 to 10 years. They're working as we speak. As I'm talking and you're listening to this, doing whatever you're doing, they got the next 5 to 10 years planned out. Rotary's going to be a, a dominant force. 
a force to be reckoned with. I'm surprised that they don't. They probably gonna have some type of money to um, build their own facility somewhere. That's gonna be there. That's the Rotary is always gonna be a staple. But for all time about Seattle Rotary basketball, that's probably gonna look have a facility in the next ten years. Guarantee it. I'm gonna be the one to build it. <laughs> Best believe that. Um, you know, so I'm surprised I got a girls team because the girls team be killing. I know they got Tree of Hope and stuff like that, but man, the girls team up here would be killing, killing. Girls up here are killers, bro. I think um, I don't know when I don't know her name. Her name's like Haley something. I don't know. She went to Louisville. But she was a killer with the cashmere. A killer. Killer. A straight killer. You know what I'm saying? So she'll, you know, but she could play for the Rotary. I mean, getting cashmere's on the east side of Washington, so it's kind of far. But in Seattle, is in Seattle. But I'm pretty sure they could find a place for them. They're bringing all the buzz and hype back to Seattle for basketball. We don't have a basketball team, so this is the closest thing we have to a basketball team. Until UW gets good again, the uh, the, uh, the UW, uh, the Huskies, obviously, but until they get good again, Rotary's the closest thing to, like, a sports team for us. Like, come on. Because we're, we're not losing the local talent yet, and we can still keep an eye on them. And they're the talk of town. Like, who, who, who doesn't want to talk about that? You know what I'm saying? But... Yeah, so back to the, the, the hate to be the bearer of bad news, and back to that. I, it's tough to, um, it's tough because you're not gonna make it, and I, and I, I hate saying that because I, I feel like I'm a downer when I say stuff like that, and I want everybody to succeed and I want everybody to make it, but there has to also be somewhat of a realization and to be real with yourself, um. You probably you have a you, and I think everybody knows this now. You have a better opportunity of playing football than playing basketball because there's other spots to trial for. In basketball, there's only five spots. In football, there's six other spots that you can go for, and they're probably giving out way more scholarships. There's, I know there's seventy roster spots on the college team. There's twelve on a basketball team, so there's f- give or take like fifty-eight more, if my math's correct. There's close to 60 more spots on a in, on a college football team than there is on a basketball team. And the road, and that doesn't guarantee you're gonna get even PT. There's they they still have to like play you. You still have to work. You still have to, you know, especially if you're like a walk on, just give you a scholarship. You're not playing. Then when they do that for, <laughs> it's so messed up because I never knew that. I thought walk ons would play, but walk ons don't play. Walk on like. You worked hard, you're good enough to get on the team, but you're not good enough to play. But we're not going to put you through the, the the rigorous training of being a quote-unquote normal student. So we'll give you a nice room. We'll pay for your room and board and your education. We'll just give you a full ride. That's what they do. So all them, all them videos you see on ESPN, they ain't playing. Those kids ain't playing. They've earned the right to get a full ride scholarship to get an education. And I think they know that too. You're not gonna play unless you unless you really bust your butt. But realistically, you're not gonna play because we have a we have guys either playing gonna play professional basketball or they're probably gonna go to the NBA. So 
and I say professional basketball, I mean like overseas and stuff like that, or go to the league. So, you have an eight-man rotation, especially when it gets to the tournament, eight-man rotation, seven-man rotation. So, if you're not that core seven that they could trust, because really, the, 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 the tryouts for them, for the college players, the tryouts, if you're like going to a Duke, the tryouts are during the regular season to be that seven. If you're not none of those seven, you're not going to play in the tournament. Or do you have, if, you're, if you're not one of those seven or eight, you're not playing in the tournament, period. So, that's just real. Somebody got to tell them. Somebody got, and I hate to tell you, but you're not going to be picked because you don't have Seattle Rotary basketball on your jersey. And that's just what it is because Daryl doesn't know you. They're going to come to the coaches. They're going to come to him because, like I said, he is like the godfather of basketball for Washington. Literally, he's the godfather of basketball. And they're probably going to make a documentary about Daryl. I'm just telling you the truth. For us, for the city, they're making a documentary. Because we're popular. We're, we're, we're popular. And people know Nolan and people know Paulo. You know why? Because they play for Rotary. You know, and you know what? And who coaches Rotary? Who who put who's the mastermind that put that puts top talent and top teams together and makes it work consistently every year? It's Daryl. <laughs> it's Daryl. So, a uh, round of applause for Daryl and what he and the things he he's achieved for um, the city of Seattle and the state of Washington. Period. As far as just putting basketball back on the map without a professional team. So let's give him a round of applause, shall we? <laughs> but um, yeah, I hate to be the bearer of bad news. If you don't have those those three um, words on your jersey, it's not. It's tough. To, it's tough. It's tough to uh, be successful as a hooper. Trust me, I know. Cause I, I've had aspirations of playing basketball professionally, but I realized I didn't have a particular jersey on. I thought I could play pretty well, but I understand that that's another level. And not everybody's ready for that level. So, if you don't have a particular jersey on, you ain't getting no looks. So, you might as well be an architect or... I'm playing. I shouldn't tell you what to do. But I'm going to tell you to think about what you're doing, you know. And you need to understand that. I'm not saying don't go out. I'm not saying don't do it. Prove me wrong, obviously. But once you get in that system and you've been around those type of people for a long time... Because I've played against EYBO teams. I've played against the top talent in the country. And I've talked with these players. Like, that's how it is. Like, that, like, I've talked in circles with them. Not, like, talked in circles. But, like, I've talked in their circles and I see how, and I watch. You watch. You just watch. You don't even have to say anything. You just watch what they, how they pick people. Whoever has the most promise and most potential, they're going to play them the most. Like, that's how it usually is. Come on. That's how it always is. If you have a higher ceiling than this, than this guy, you're, you're not going to play. I'm sorry. Because this guy has potential already made and your ceiling is just higher than his, but you don't have no potential. Your ceiling means potential. But if, if a guy's already kind of maximized his potential and it's already kind of he's already rawer than you are and better than you are and you're just still working on your game, you're not going to play. I'm sorry. That's just what it is. You can have the highest ceiling. Your ceiling could be LeBron James or, or Antetokounmpo, but 
KP's already like reached his NBA potential, like in high school, and in college. That's why he was a that's why he was a lottery pick before he uh, violated some team conduct stuff. He was a lottery pick. He was a lottery pick. Understand that if KP wanted to play for real, like how he's playing right now, if he did that in college, if he kept his head on straight, and if he did that in high school. Because I've seen KP play when he was just nonchalant. It's ridiculous. He's ridiculous. He's always kind of had that lax style and stuff like that. But he's going to be a top. He's in, in a few years, he's going to be a top two guard in the East, guarantee. One of the top two guards in the East. But I've seen KP play. It, 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 it's ridiculous. I've seen PJ jump out of the gym. It is ridiculous. But... You can work on your game, but these guys are already like professional. You guys, I'm not gonna say they're practical. They're practical. They're Division One athletes since they were probably about sophomore year in high school, realistically. So, yeah, I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but it's hard to beat people that have already been through the system. Like I said, they're gonna bring in people they know and that they trust, and that literally that they've watched grow uh, grow up. A new face scares people because I can't. I don't know if I trust you enough. But that shouldn't be the case. But, um, yeah, but prove me wrong, though. If you're out there working, keep working. I'm not going to tell you, but it's also got to be some realism to it. Top 2% of the top 2% go. So you figure out what you want to do. Don't put all your eggs in one basket. And, you know, but I'm not going to tell you what to do. I'm going to tell you to think about what you're doing. If you feel like you can make it to the NBA, prove me wrong. Please do, but I want you to understand that, like I said, the top two percent, the top two percent go. I'm gonna keep saying that because you don't. I think people need to understand that number, because I'm gonna I'm gonna do it on the calculator, and then we I, I could go on to the next topic. Um, so two percent times two percent equals. 0.004%. I don't know how right that is, but the top 2%. So, but your chances, first of all, top 2% out of everybody in Washington going to a D1 school, out of every kid's playing basketball, at your age group going to, uh, trying to go to a Division one school is slim to none, right? It's The odds are not in your favor. But to, to to play in the league, it's zero point zero zero four. That is that those odds are crazy. I'm not trying to I'm not trying to be the bearer of bad news. I'm gonna keep saying that, even though I am, but I'm not trying to down nobody's day or look, I'm a realist. I'm a op I'm a op, I'm optimistic and I'm an optimist, but I'm also real with myself and I'm real with the world and I'm real and I'm real around my surroundings. So I and I'm real with people. So if I know that the top two percent, the top two percent, go play professional basketball, and you have to compete with everybody in the country for that spot, for sixty for sixty picks, and there's no guarantee money from uh, being um, a free agent. There ain't no practice squad. There's the D League, but even those guys, even those guys are raw. Even those guys were the top players on high school teams at one point or another. That don't matter. So you better have your game right. That's all I'm going to say. Your game right. Have your game tight. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm a little ice cube over here. But um, 
speaking of, <clears throat> excuse me, speaking of musicians and just, wow. Not saying Ice Cube's like, wow, but like Meg and Tori. Now, here's the thing. I, so Tori dropped the, uh, the album uh, album last night. I didn't listen to the album. Because I don't, because if he did shoot, I don't condone, suck his stuff like that. And he, he's lost a fan. But I listened to the song and... Like how everybody was convinced that Tory shot Meg. If you listen to the song, you're kind of convinced. He kind of sways you in that way. Like, I didn't shoot her. Like that's what he's saying. Now I don't. I'm not protecting neither one of them. I'm not. If Meg got shot, that sucks. She. I don't know if she did or not. I wasn't there, so I don't know all the details. But because everybody's like, everybody probably will be like, "Well, she she got shot because." But I'm like, here's the thing. Tory got arrested for having a, a concealed uh, firearm in California, which is illegal. From what the papers were, and for what he got really arrested for, and the bail was $30,000. So, I mean, like, I'm sorry to inform you, but he didn't get arrested for shooting Meg. And they were talking about pressing charges and stuff like that about him shooting Meg. Now, I don't know if he shot Meg or not. That's the thing. I don't know. I don't want to know either. It's none of my business. First of all, I don't. It's not, as I said, I don't. When I tell you I don't care, it's just not on my list of priorities. It's not the top thing. It's not, these are things that I, I don't worry about because, first of all, I am not a celebrity. Second of all, even if I was a celebrity, I wouldn't be in that circle of celebrities. I wouldn't be with Tory Lanez and Meg Thee Stallion. I would be with Jay. I would try to be with Jay-Z, Elliot Wilson, B-Dot. Those on us, Brandon from um, from Rap Radar, Joe Budden, and his crew of cats. I wouldn't want to be with Meg Thee Stallion and Tory. I don't. And TD, I would be with TDE, Dreamville. Those are my people that are chill, minding their business, and doing what they're supposed to do. Not people that are pe- not people that are lying on social media and shooting each other in the foot. I don't know what's going on. And because also one, that's one reason why. Two, I'm not involved. I'm not so like in in their life. I talk about this stuff because it's news and you guys want to hear my opinion, or I think you guys want to hear my opinion about certain stuff like this. That's why I talk about this stuff. If it was up to me, I would still talk about books and Malcolm X. That's what I really want to talk about. But I'll, and I'll get to that later on. Next episode. Or, or another episode. This somewhere down the line is what I really want to talk about. But I don't really want to talk about another person's business being spread out there. If she's been shot. That is not for our, for our concerns. She got forced to tell her, the world that she's been shot. You know, like she was forced if that if that happened. And Tori was forced to like defend himself when it's really none of their businesses. You know what I'm saying? None, none of our business as people. Even the celebrities wanted to know, but that's no one's business but theirs. And as just being a decent human, we should allow that uh, that time to heal for Meg and for Tori. We should allow that time for them. You know, and when they're ready to tell it organically and not forced by everybody that has an Instagram or everybody that has a Snapchat or everybody that has a Facebook or Twitter, like we we shouldn't be forcing people to like tell the to tell their side of the story. You know what I'm saying? But um, that's how I feel about it. Now I'm I'm gonna obviously talk about it more. There's a post that was shared um, in my friend. In the group chat with my friends, and I saved it because I um, it was interesting to me because Meg said Tori shot her, and 
the whole nine and now I don't know what to believe. After I read this post and seen the thing, seen the story, I mean, uh, listen to the song. Excuse me. I uh, I don't. I was like, okay, well, maybe she could be lying. It just kept my mind open. Cause I had I was closed my eyes like a Tory shot Meg whatever. He's not gonna say nothing to defend himself, but you know what I'm saying. Put out an album now. He's you know if he's a, he's a genius. Now everybody's like, we're not gonna listen to the album. If you want, if you listen to the song, you click on the song, you listen to the album. That's a stream for him. Period. Like it ain't no. It's a stream. And then if if I was him, I wouldn't have made it an album. I would have made it at the song and put the album out later on. Add the song on there. So the uh, so some way, this I don't know how streams work exactly, but those streams can somewhat coincide with one another, and you can get paid off of this that single. That was on that's on the album. So you already have your leading single on the album and the whole nine. But this the song should have been a single, and because the sing the song was okay, it, it wasn't hard. It wasn't like hard like man, this is fire. Like I'm gonna go back and listen to it, but. It's really for more, it was more venting and just telling his side of the story over some 808s and some rhythms and flows, but in, over some, in some schemes and stuff, some rhyme schemes, but it was really written, it was, it was well written. And as musicians, you'd want to make, like you'd, you'd want to hear some music, you know what I'm saying? Those both of those are music, uh, excuse me, had a little speech impediment, but um, <laughs> both those, um, both of those artists are musicians, and they make pretty good music. So, why wouldn't you put it out in the song? Like, Tori's making... Everybody's like, well, you're making money off of her pain. But I'm like, it's his pain, too. We don't know what his mental, what his mental state is. You know? I'm not saying... You know... Everybody's just blaming the suspect, but not blaming the victim. You know, like I mean, yeah, like not they're not respecting the the suspect, and they're blaming the suspect and not respecting the suspect, but feeling pity and feeling sorrow sorrow for the uh, the victim, which as you should. But if, like I said, people were decent, they would feel pity and sorrow for both of them. That it even got to that point. Why would it even get to that point? There was something to be said. There was something that Megan said. If he did shoot her, she was in the wrong. She had to be in the wrong because people don't 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 just get shot. Period. They just don't. You know what I'm saying? Unless you're like Tupac. And unless you're like every other black person that's been killed by the police senselessly. People that's been killed senselessly. But in this case, where because there's been sides of the stories where they were both intoxicated. I heard one story where she was she beat up was hitting Tory and. You know, like, so you're hitting Tory, and if, if this story's true, you're hitting Tory, you're intoxicated, you're inebriated, and you're hitting this man. Human, he's still a human being. Man or not, human beings only, they, their threshold isn't, it's not, it's, it, their threshold, the first, especially when they're drunk, their, their threshold is a tightrope. You slip and fall, you're dead. Understand, you know? And people get killed over and get shot over way less stuff. But this is what somebody, uh, this is a, a Megan Fashion Associate um, 
a Megan uh, fashion associate chimes in. It's from it's on site. It's like the shade room. I don't follow these type of websites, but it was on one of my homeboys explore pages, and he sent it to the group chat. Uh, I'm not gonna say the girl's ad. Anyways, um, I want to say this. I don't want to say anything about this. I've been I've provided clothes for Megan when I was when I first opened my boutique, and it's been plenty of times when Tori was around. Megan gets drunk and becomes very disrespectful and physically abusive. I'm not saying that Megan is lying about what happened because I wasn't there. Like like I'm so I'm gonna stop right there. I'm gonna share the same sentiment. I'm not saying she's lying. I wasn't there, nor did I want to be there. But you know the butts coming. You know. But I wasn't there. So I just want to say that I, I agree with she what she said so far. I if it happened to her, it sucks. Troy Lane's lost a fan. I don't believe in you know, so I'm gonna tell you what I with whose side I'm on, you know, after the end after I read this um little um uh, thing. But anyway, uh, little caption or whatever. Uh, I'm, 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 I'm worried. I lost my page. I lost my. I lost my uh, page. <laughs> I lost my um, place. I'm not saying. I'll just read it over from the last comma. I'm not saying that Megan is lying about what happened because I wasn't there. I was only in her condo the previous day when I dropped off clothes, dropped clothes off to her, and she was indeed drunk and angry. Uh, excuse me, very drunk and very aggressive towards Tori. I feel like it's three sides to every story because something is not right. And before y'all start to uh, start that protect black women, I am a black woman. Megan is heaven sent and most definitely a major person, but she's still grieving from grieving her grandmother and mother. She loses alcohol and it turns into a different person. Okay, it's totally fine. Everybody needs a, uh, advice. Depending on what you want to use it for. But you guys will see this. We'll see when Kinsley speaks, and she will be speaking soon. I saw her yesterday as I dropped off close to her. But she has a story to tell, and I just want to say it ain't too far from what Tori is saying now. So Kinsley is, I think, a close friend of Meg's or whatever. And if that is correct, and she's dropping off clothes to people and stuff like that, now you don't need to have a lot of followers to drop off clothes. Like, you're just a boutique person. You're just somebody who drops off clothes to them, you know what I'm saying? And now I don't know. But if this Kinsley person speaks, that knows Tori and Meg, and it's gonna look bad if, if whoever she sides, there's three, there's three sides of this story. So whoever Kinsley sides with, or sounds like she's gonna side with more, is gonna be the person that's gonna be like, we're sorry. There's gonna be people that still think Tori shot Meg, and there's gonna be people that think Meg is lying. Like how Tori said in the song, you're lying. And Tori still wants to be with Meg. If you guys listen to the song, Tori wants to be with Meg. Um, I'm not saying to give this man a stream or whatever the case may be. I'm promoting his music. What I'm saying is if you want to hear his side of the story, listen to the song. That's all I'm saying. He was not going to do an Instagram live. I feel like he's past that. He's an artist. He's going to make music. This is his way. This is his vice of making music. You know, and if this and if Kindly saying that the story is not her story is not too far from what Tori's saying, then Meg's in trouble because Meg lied. Two against one, it's always majority rules. Period. It was only three people. It was God can't speak, so it was three people in the car when it happened. Majority rules. That's how it usually winds up being, which sucks. But. 
To sum that all up, that's what my take on it is. I don't care. I think they're both lying. No one's going to tell the full truth because no one wants to look like a bad guy. Period. So Meg is not telling the full truth. She's not telling what she was doing wrong or what she might have caused to, for this to happen. Because she's just saying, I just got shot by this little dude. By Tori. But Tori's saying, and then this chick saying, well, when she gets drunk, she gets act, she's activated. You know what I'm saying? So she turns to a different Megan. You know, she's not Meg the Stallion no more. She's Meg the Beast and she wants to whoop that you-know-what. So I can't sit up here and say... She's really a savage when she, you know, gets drunk. That's what the girl's saying, the her boutique person. So, I don't know. I don't know. I don't have a side. I never really did have a side. I didn't care. When, it, when, it, when the news first broke, I didn't care. Now, hearing Tori's side of the story, hearing Meg's side of the story, I don't care. Still don't care. Never did. And you shouldn't either. It's none of our business to know. Now, I want to see what the next steps are. I want to, because it's not going to be the, you know. And obviously, I'll report, I'll, you know, report back on it. But it's not something I want to, I, I'm not doing a deep dive and making my own takes and posting my own theories on Reddit. I don't care enough to do that. But I want to see what this Kinsley chick is going to say. She probably will say it on Twitter or some type of form of social media. Now, like I said before, I don't, I don't, I think both of them are lying. <laughs> I think, I think Tori's not telling the truth to a certain extent. I think he's telling his, his truth. That's what people do. People, when people tell their truth, they're extending the truth. Then they're, they're telling that that happened, but you also left out this. So you didn't, you left that part out. So you lied. Just tell the full truth. So Megan, but Megan won't say the full truth. Tori won't say the full truth. But if I'm Tori, I ain't got nothing to lose. So just tell if you if you tell the just tell the truth, your Tory Lanes. What do you do? You tell the truth. Now I get Megan's thing is she would she probably can't because she might get in trouble. She might lose deals and stuff like that. But Tory's lost many deals. Tory's lost some money. Lost some money over this incident, over this domestic dispute. So you think Tory gives a you know what? He got he ain't got nothing to lose. That's another thing. I'm not saying I believe Tory, but it would make sense for him to put something out like this. He has nothing to lose. He's already hit rock bottom. So I think the only way up for it is either he shot her and he's just going to be canceled forever. Or it's watered under the bridge. He makes like another fire song or something like that. Or he, the gun went off, dropped the gun, gun went off, hit her foot. And then... That's that. That's what happens. But you guys are the best. Um, that, that just about does this episode of Sophisticated Ignorance. I want to thank you guys for listening. If you've stayed this long, um, you know who it is. It's the voice of Washington, the king of Washington. Um, the boy, you know, slim. I'm never ignorant. I'm always getting goals accomplished. You know the vibes. If you don't know that acronym, spell it out for me. Yeah. And that just about does it. You guys are the best, and I'll see you guys the next time. Peace.